Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. And I am so excited about, so excited oh, about. So over the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am pumped. Um, about this week's <laughs> pumped. Pumped about this. about this week's topic which is hitchhiking murders oh Oh, god this one we've been talking about doing this for from the beginning 31 episodes (laughs) (laughs) totally from the beginning because hitchhiking is so bonkers Mm. and everybody has a scary story and it's one of the things that i'm most petrified about both like the prospect of doing it and also like picking up hitchhikers. I feel like I'd be much more likely to pick someone up, but never want to hitchhike. Yeah. It's pretty scary still even picking someone up. Oh, it for sure is. Both sides are extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Are they? Yeah. Shut up, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. survived. So. Yeah, my dad hitchhiked to class like every day throughout college in Waterloo. Yeah. Extremely dangerous. We just only hear about the horrifying things that happen when you hitchhike. Mm-hmm. My godfather told me a really scary story about hitchhiking when he was a kid, mm-hmm. and it has just stuck with me so vividly. It's fucking. Tell it. Tell it. Should I? Yeah. All right. It's quick. So. <laughs> My godfather was growing up, I think, in rural Minnesota, and um, he and a friend wanted to go into town, I think, to, like, buy this new comic book that had just come out or whatever. Nerd. Oh, my God. That's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. Geek. Yeah. And they couldn't get a ride from, like, parents or older siblings or whatever, so they just were going to hitchhike. So they're standing on the side of the road, and a couple picks them up. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, great. You know, it's like a a couple, so it's even safer, right? Sure. They they get in the back seat, and they're driving into town, and the couple seems, like, friendly and nice. But then my godfather's friend starts, like, freaking out, like, obviously getting, like, super nervous. And he's, like, gesturing to my godfather, who's kind of oblivious, being like, look at at the doors. Like, apparently there were no uh, door handles in the back seat. And um, my godfather was like, you know, kind of clueless, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> so God. So we can't get out. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a bit of a junky car. So he was just like, oh, whatever. And he had never and heard an urban legend before. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. And um, then his friend, there was like somebody on a tractor in a field. And his friend was like that's my dad pull over like let us get out here that's my dad Mm. and the 
couple driving, they were like, no, you said you wanted to go into town. We'll take you into town. Mm -hmm. And he and the friend was like, let us out. That's my dad. And they didn't. Oh, God. My God. And so then the friend just started flailing in the back seat and like towards the front seat, just like screaming, flailing. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it it made the driver pull over because it, it was like, you know, he was flailing so much. So it was mm-hmm. unsafe for the guy to keep driving. And then the friend crawled out over the front passenger seat to get out. And then he opened the back seat Holy door for my shit. like, yeah, for my like stunned godfather. So who your was godfather like, would be Whoa. dead if it weren't for that friend. Absolutely. Jesus. Isn't that's that crazy? crazy? That's, that's and so then crazy. They just, and then they just ran off into a field. To just like get the fuck away. Oh my God. And then they got the comic book and everything ended happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. And their dad Isn't gave him crazy? a ride on his tractor. <laughs> <laughs> it was not his dad. I know. It was he just was just dude on lying. Yeah. But that's, that's That's how I remember the story. He told it to me a long time ago, but that's how I remember it. Mm-hmm. And it's a good story. So that's how I'm going to tell it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, you're Love supposed it. to yep. flail or uh, if you're the one driving and it's a hitchhiker that is threatening mm-hmm. you, you're supposed to crash your car. Yeah. Or crash right. it like yeah. into like the passenger side. Into like a pole mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh. So before we get more into oh, okay. all this stuff, <laughs> I feel, I feel safe. <laughs> um, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing? Yes. Queens, we have a wonderful wine, the Brethren of the Road Grenache this week. Mm, you and had to go back to it's a Grenache. It's a pure and it Grenache. has road. Yeah, mm. and it has road. It's like the greatest wine of all time. And extra super fun fact: this is a Wink Wine Club wine. Oh, yes. Yep. So tell some, us more. Oh, I have so much to tell you, you guys. <laughs> Some of our most consistent <laughs> feedback that we get is that listeners cannot find the wines that we pick. So mm-hmm. we did pair up with Wink Wine Club to try and bring our pairings right to your door, which is super yep. tight. Um, Wink partners with innovative winemakers from all over the world. So they produce a huge variety of beautiful wines, but they're all small lot handcrafted wines, which is already mm-hmm. what we try, or I guess I try to pick up from the liquor store is stuff that's not super wide produced and is a little bit more special. Um, mm-hmm. With Wink, you do have the freedom to just kind of pick and choose the types of wines. It's basically going to an online liquor store and just like dropping beautiful wines in your little online cart. Um, mm-hmm. But you also can have a more personalized touch. They have a um, a palette quiz that you take. It's so fun. It's super fun. And then it's they, like a BuzzFeed quiz. It is like a BuzzFeed quiz. And then that's what they use to kind of get a sense of what your tastes are and recommend wines for you. You can either go with those recommendations or you can just continue shopping and pick out whichever wines you prefer. They also offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee on every single bottle. So if you don't like it, you can always get your money back for that um, purchase. It's super duper convenient. I think you heard me before say... It delivers wine straight to your door. That is legit. Which it is comes in phenomenal. a beautiful little simple package. It comes to your house. They check your ID. The little mailman. They laugh at you for getting a giant box of wine. You have an awkward <laughs> conversation. <laughs> and then you open it and it's just like the greatest package 
ever to come to your house. It's like it's Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these wines, I mean, we we've gotten a bunch of them. We've kind of front loaded a bunch of these wines and I've tasted a few of them and they are incredible. And all of them are in the price range of about 13 bucks a bottle, which is already in like the wine and crime price range. It's typically what I try to stay around so that it's affordable for everybody to take part. So I can't mm-hmm. recommend it highly enough. We are doing a promo right now. So if you go to trywink, T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash gals, you get 20 bucks off your first order. Um, we mm-hmm. also have the Wink logo on our Wine and Crime homepage. So if you want to just click on that, if that's a little bit easier for you. But again, that's trywink.com forward slash gals. You can pick out, take the wine quiz, take the palette quiz. You get four wines recommended for you. Apply that 20 bucks off coupon. And then you're getting four bottles of wine for like $30. Anytime you get mm-hmm. four or more bottles, they handle the shipping. So you don't have to pay extra for that. And it arrives with, honestly, within a week. Like it's so fast and so awesome and we moving forward are going to be trying to feature wink wines um for most episodes like several times a month at least and we will post ahead Mm -hmm. of time what wines we'd like to feature so that when you are going on at the first of the month and picking out your wines for the month you can grab a couple of the wine and crime featured wines and actually drink along with us which is so cool we've been wanting to do that forever and so, a yeah. lot of our listeners, I know, really appreciate a lovely, like, attractive bottle of wine. And some mm, of you say mm-hmm. wine labels, and the labels are real cool. Oh, trust me. It's really I picked stylish. like 99% on label alone, and we uh-huh. went through their mm-hmm. inventory and mapped out like 30 episodes based on all these cool wines. Yeah. yeah. So I don't excited. think they realize it, but their wine titles are Soup's Morbid, and it's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to crack open this uh, Brethren of the Road Grenache. I know we've talked about Grenache a lot of times before. It's my absolute favorite varietal. But I thought I'd just give a little refresher on Grenache. Um, this grape is a late bloomer, just like me. So it needs a hot and dry <laughs> climate to flourish, which is why it makes so and much. And a starter brat. And a starter brat. Well, no, the boobs came in like overnight and they were so floppy and so gross. Still true today. <laughs> Um, but I, I was a late bloomer more in like my sexual awakening. Hi, mom. Oh my God. Love you. Okay. So again, this grape needs a hot and dry climate to flourish, which is why it makes so much sense that it originated in España, which is Spain. Mm. España. Uh, España. España. It's one of the most highly planted grape varietals in the world, though their acreage is reducing. So save Grenache. That's our new hashtag. Um, (laughs) But there are even so it's literally grown everywhere. There are even 12,000 acres of Grenache vineyards in China, which is not like super well known for its winemaking. So I thought that was really cool. Not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. obviously export 100 percent of it. You never know. Um, I once was at a fancy dinner in China and (laughs) my boss was trying to show off. My Chinese boss was trying to show off that she knew about wine. Yeah. And so she (laughs) asked me for tips and I was like, well, you know, yeah, I don't know much, but you look for the legs and you swirl it and you Mm -hmm. smell it and you, you know, taste it and whatever. So I kind of showed her a few things Mm -hmm. and then we're at this fancy dinner and she the waiters bring in like four boxes of Franzia. Oh yes. 
And then she teaches 20 people around the table how to like smell it, look for the legs. Oh my goodness. Bless it's her heart. Farm. Boxed Franzia. It I was fucking amazing. love that. We need to do a Franzia yeah. tasting, a wine and crime Franzia tasting. <laughs> yes. I'm into it. Okay. I can't um, wait to feature a box. We just did. Well, we didn't just do it, but we did for Peeping Toms. Oh, okay. Like we did Naked ago. Grape. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I almost died. My hangover the next day was so bad. <laughs> they so, have that bottled also, just so you know. Yeah, well, it wasn't in the bottle at my local liquor store. So <laughs> all right. that's local why we're station. gonna move on to Wink. Mm-hmm. So we can all access the same wine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so to wrap this up, uh Grenache is used as a standalone grape or in most red blends, and it brings that balance of jammy, strawberry, black cherry, raspberry. With that earthy anise tobacco, kind of citrus rind, cinnamon, and black pepper. And I wanted to finish this out with a fun fact. Did you Mm. know that alcohol is so great to pair with spicy food because it is scientifically able to counteract the heat on your palate? Oh. So that's why, like, you should get a beer when you get Thai or a Grenache with spicy food and Grenache specifically pairs really well with spicy or as Minnesotans call it, ethnic food. (laughs) 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 Because it has kind of that peppery balance but the the alcohol and the acidity of the wine actually cut all that spice and cleanse the palate because Minnesotans don't like anything too spicy. That ketchup is too spicy. (laughs) I don't like my mayo that Spicy. Yeah. Missionary only and mayo is spicy. <laughs> All right, are we ready to pop this song, bitch? Ready. Let's do it. Let's do right. it. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. Nice pop. Nice pop. Oh, golly. What a pop. <laughs> All right. Take so, it away, La, what is our background in psych for hitchhiking murders? Oh. What would ever compel someone to get in a car with a stranger that isn't an Uber driver? You guys, I got news for you. I oh had this research <laughs> provided a lot of twists and turns. Hitchhiking is actually super safe, and we should just go ahead and do it. Uh, <laughs> it saves the environment. <laughs> it's you guys share. are more on point than you know. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. So hitchhiking is legal in the U.S., and according mm-hmm. to this website, it wasn't updated super recently, so this might not be the most up-to-date Since information. Since 1976. But it, it is legal <laughs> in the U.S., except for in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Utah, and Wyoming. And again, I'm not sure if those states are still accurate, but since about 2014, mm. that's that was the case okay. back then. So it's illegal in those states. Correct. But as federally, it is not illegal. Interesting. All right. And it's legal in Minnesota. It sure is. Minnesota law under subdivision one soliciting a ride. It says Mm. no person shall stand in a roadway for the purpose of soliciting a ride from the driver of any private vehicle. And the reason why people think that hitchhiking is illegal if they just look at these laws is is that sounds like hitchhiking is illegal, but they mean it yeah, literally. It you can't stand in the road. Oh, so if you're on the it. side okay. of the road, like in the grass embankment, yep. then you're uh-huh. fine. It's if fine. you're on a sidewalk, okay. or if you're on the curb, as long as you're not oh. in the roadway. Okay. Okay. 
And hitchhiking is, in fact, less dangerous than what we've been made to think. And it's the media, the movies, and a literal campaign by the FBI that (gasps) makes us think Mm. that hitchhiking is dangerous. Oh, my God. We're brainwashed. You're brainwashed. Mm. Well, after doing my research for this episode, I'm still never going to fucking hitchhike. Because that one in a million is so bad. Yep. I'm still a total chicken shit. I'm not going to do it. The first time I ever hitchhiked, I would be killed. Absolutely, <laughs> it would be the last, Tor- or like tortured for twenty years. Sure, sure, sure. Well, just Girl let me, uh, just let me uh, explain to you why you might change your mind after this. No, oh god. Uh, in the nineteen forties, <laughs> even Emily Post said hitchhiking was totally fine and offered tips on how to make light impersonal conversation when doing so. Oh my Emily, god! Yes, come on, <laughs> Girl. Uh, hitchhiking was. I bet she also likes cruise ships. Yeah, she probably Ten did. Ten reasons the Titanic. why you should go on a cruise. <laughs> hitchhiking. How to make light conversation <laughs> in your life sinking. raft? <laughs> <laughs> when swimming in your own excrement because none of the toilets work. <laughs> when hiding from pirates in total darkness. <laughs> she definitely would have let Jack drown though. Still. Like, she would have been like, what a gentleman prying his frozen fingers off the door. I do not give a fuck (laughs) that he could have fit on that floating door. I would have been like, "Uh, nah, we had our fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go marry that rich, crazy guy, Billy Zane. (laughs) How do I get my necklace back? (laughs) When you're down there, can you look for my necklace? (laughs) (laughs) She had it the whole time. She didn't drop it until she was an old lady. Right. All right, fine. Okay, it's only Jesus been 18 years Christ. since I've seen that movie. What? Sorry. I've watched, watched it movie like real recently. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> Hitchhiking was part of the counterculture that was anti-consumerism, pro-environment, and pro-interdependence. <laughs> So hippies. Oh God. big in the 60s and 70s. And you're right. It is environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I know you're being facetious when you said that, but it's true. <laughs> I drive an SUV. I could give a shit. Okay. Oh, Sorry, God. people. Oh, my. Cut that. God, never. You're she voted the for worst. Trump, people. She voted I for Trump. <laughs> shame. I'm shame. 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 She has a tattoo that says climate change is a hoax. <laughs> Young people weren't buying cars, and that was a problem for the upper class Ugh. in this country. Fucking so everything the, is controlled by the car companies. It's crazy. Yep. Or was mm-hmm. at this time. So in the 50s, the FBI put out posters warning drivers not to pick up hitchhikers. So it was the hitchhikers that were framed as being dangerous. In the 60s, they shifted that away to warning hitchhikers that they were the ones that were in danger by the drivers. Mm -hmm. And cities began levying levying fines against hitchhikers. This is so fucked up. Are you guys ready? No, I'm never ready. In 1971, police officers at Rutgers University handed out cards to hitchhiking women that said, if I were a rapist, you'd be in trouble. Oh, what? So the cops would drive around and look for women who were hitchhiking and pull over and just hand them that card and drive away. Okay, so they would be like in an unmarked vehicle 
I mean, maybe. Uh, pretend to or pull just, over to pick them up and then, quote unquote, teach them a lesson handing them this fucking card. Basically. Or even in a police vehicle. Yeah. Just, yeah. T- handing them the card as they're standing there uh-huh. to I mean, teach technically, them a lesson. every man should carry that card. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. who fucking cares if you're hitchhiking? And every yeah, woman, we're I suppose. always in danger. <laughs> women oh God, rape, too. Well, sure. That's true. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. I hate that. I'm, I so might much. start doing that. That's how much I hate hitchhiking. <laughs> Handing out that card. If I were a if rapist, I were a rapist you'd, be you'd be in trouble. <laughs> I have like 500 wine and crime business cards that are completely useless to me mm-hmm. here. So I might just add on <laughs> that I phrase. I had a written note that would look so creepy. <laughs> Yeah, don't tarnish our reputation to the two people you could hand that out to where you are. I don't know. I say do it. It sounds awesome. Mm. I'm saving lives. <laughs> she's just being honest. They would be she's, in trouble. She's doing the hard work. Still better than the Mormons. Uh, Very true. So it's obviously women in particular warned that they were basically asking to be raped if they hitchhiked. And I do have Fuck a couple up. of photos on the drive. Um, okay. Actually, let's just move over to the drive real quick. I'll show you a okay. couple of them. These will these will be on the blog. These will be on the blog. There's one oh old tiny cartoon poster that says "Death in Disguise," and it's the what w- are they? It's what are they labeled? I don't know. I just pulled them. This one's labeled DD. It's at the top. Okay. Okay, I see it. Death in Disguise. So this is an example of the kind of like PSA advertising yeah, that like was warning. Propaganda. Like there's like a yeah. family in the car, a kid waving to a creepy man on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this man's not that creepy. He's clean cut and wearing like a suit jacket. <laughs> I've Amanda seen much creepy. Oh yeah, I would have been like, hello. <laughs> this guy isn't creepy. He looks like Ted Bundy. Oh, oh wait. god, <laughs> you can just ride here right in my lap. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's another. I'll take a pony ride. Catch this in your mouth. I'll give you a treat. Oh, my God. Okay. So there's another image of an example of targeting women against this. And it's mm-hmm. called the it says the girl by the side of the road. And it's like mm-hmm. kind of a synopsis of a Ooh, an ABC made for TV shorter. movie called Diary of a Teenage Hitchhiker. Fantastic. Yeah. So she's wearing Those, like short uh, shorts, has long shorts. hair. Her body is yeah. exquisite. It's banging. It's pretty banging. Really want to look like the teenage hitchhiker. <laughs> I know. Um, so another example that I found of like this targeting specifically women, I looked up a, I googled this and looked up a website of this guy who has this whole blog. He hitchhiked across the country and he was hitchhiking all over South America. I think he just did like a coast to coast hitchhiking thing. And Mm -hmm. he was basically saying, it's not that bad. It's not that dangerous. And here are some tips. And I I met so many interesting people and I never felt threatened and blah, blah, blah. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, well, fucking good for you. You didn't feel threatened. Like women can't do this. Yeah, white Mm -hmm. man. Yeah. So there is an image also on the drive labeled hitchhiking Matt. And it's pretty exemplary Mm -hmm. of just how much distaste I had for this entire article. He... Mm-hmm. Has reached the end of his trip. It looks like he's on the East Coast, some shore somewhere. And there's mm-hmm. just bikini-clad women around him. And he's holding a sign that says, the end. Like, ha I made it. 
Yeah. And with these yeah. half naked women giving the thumbs up, Yay. like yeah. fucking good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're At the same time, a lot of people told me not to couch surf, and I did it for almost a year and never had an issue. Sure. But it's a little bit different because you can like leave reviews for people, and mm-hmm. you know, you can like they're pick... vetted. Yeah, they're a little more vetted, but yeah, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, there there was a 1973 article in Reader's Digest that said, "quote In the case of a girl who hitchhikes." The odds against her reaching her destination unmolested are today literally no better than if she played Russian roulette. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. All right. Well, um, what is it? One, one in three women are, are raped in the United States. So mm-hmm. that's basically worse. That's like worse than Russian roulette. Yeah. So that's just general raping, though. That has nothing to do with yeah. hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. Sure. So but. if we talk about stats, you ready? Yep. Yep. It is actually hard to find stats. <laughs> what? <laughs> On this particular um, subject. So there is a page that like did some magical math. And so we'll walk you through it. Um, Murderpedia. <laughs> so as far as interstates go, interstates accommodate about 24% of road travel in the United States. Mm-hmm. The FBI says there are about 500 reported interstate murders between 1979 and 2009. Only 500? Yep, around 175 cases of rape, which these are reported, you know, that could be higher, probably sure, is higher. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And we can guess that there have been about 2,700 cases of these types of crimes in this time period. So if we take the average national population in that time period, and someone did magic for me, but mm-hmm. the number comes out to <laughs> chance of being killed or raped while hitchhiking in the United States. Pretty minimal. That's bonkers. Pretty minimal. That's crazy. Um, All right, 20- well, I'm hitchhiking to work today, then. 26 well that was easy uh, 20, 26% of rapes are committed by a stranger and 12% of murders are committed by a stranger which I thought was interesting because you know mm-hmm. you're obviously rolling the dice when you're hitchhiking there it's a stranger mm-hmm. who's picking you sure, up or who but you're you are more picking likely up. to be harmed by someone that you know correct yeah yep. Um, So there was a six-month study in California in 1974, and this was sort of at the height of, like, hitchhiking, is it good or bad, you know, in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were a lot of hitchhikers in California, so this was a pretty good case study to look at. Uh, Drivers were more likely to commit a crime against a hitchhiker than the other way around. Okay. So, yes. Male, okay. male and female hitchhikers were equally likely to be victims, while perpetrators were 86% more likely to be male. Duh. Classic. Yeah. Over yeah. 40% of the crimes committed were between 9 p.m. and 3 a.m. Ooh, the, the safest hour. So don't so don't go at night. Yeah. The safest time is between 9 a.m. and noon. When families are just okay. riding to church and or no one's work. drunk yet. <laughs> At the factory. <laughs> oh, my God. Or you're um, still drunk from the night before, if you're me. Am I right? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Fridays, Fridays had the least number of incidents, while Saturdays had the most, but the numbers are so close that that doesn't really tell us very much. Like, take that with a grain of salt. Mm. 
That's so weird. Oh. Um, so murderers are like tired after a long week on yeah. Fridays. They just want to get home. <laughs> they get wake nice up rest. rejuvenated on Saturday. They just want to go out and kill today. They just want to tuck into yeah. bed with their bowl of goulash. <laughs> mm. My my case actually takes place on a Saturday, so that's interesting. Mm, I'm not sure what day. Hmm. Okay, so mm. male hitchhikers are more likely to be robbed, while female hitchhikers are more likely to be raped. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. when hitchhikers were the perpetrators, fifty three percent were robberies, and there were almost no rapes. And there are also okay. almost no full on murders in any of this any of these numbers. So oh, okay. these statistics are very similar to virtually any other activity. So hitchhiking isn't even really a factor in these stats. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is safe to say that you are just as likely to be, you know, committed a crime, a, a crime to be committed against you while hitchhiking than like going to the grocery store. Right. Interesting. That's that's crazy. I, know. I mean, I'm still not convinced because it's a maybe irrational fear. Totally. Well, yeah. these might happen on a Friday. You were good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good to know. Um, uh, okay, so some ta- some tips for safe hitchhiking. Uh, turn down any ride. With which you do not feel comfortable, obviously. So like trust your just gut. because mm-hmm. someone pulls over yeah. doesn't mean you have to get in the car. Right. Um, yep. Observe yep. the make, model, and registration of the car before getting in. Smart, just in case okay. you have to find them later. Mm-hmm. Do n- that would take me twenty minutes with yep. the one eye. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, it's blue. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's got four doors. Four wheels. Yeah. Four wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be screwed. Yeah. Uh, All right. Do not accept a ride in a car full of strangers. Like, don't mm-hmm. jump in if there's lots of people in the car. Okay, uh, try so and- one stranger is fine. Yeah, they could but gang several, up on you and overpower you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, try to sit up in the front in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make sure there are no child safety locks on before you get in the car. So, like, test oh. the door handle. Oh, Kenyon's okay. godfather. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Keep your bags with you at all times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. ditto, keep cash and your passport and travel documents on your person. Okay. So if Not you have to bag. like, ju- if you have to like bail, and mm-hmm. you have to leave mm-hmm. all your stuff behind, at least you have that on your body. And yeah. this should be pretty obvious. Travel with at least one other person because safety comes in numbers mm-hmm. and apparently so does danger. So don't get in a car with a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't want to be overpowered. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. W- yeah. Would have been dead without I'm that I'm going to add wear long sleeves and long pants in case you have to roll out of the car while it's moving. But yes, I, I like that. to wear those white booty shorts. Wear leather yeah. from head to toe. So that you don't get <laughs> road a helmet, rash. Refuse to take it off. You will yeah. never get a ride looking like that. Uh, says so. you. I'll test this theory this weekend. <laughs> oh my god! Going to the Renaissance uh, Festival on Sunday. Let's see if I can hitchhike all the way uh, to Shakopee in, a, in a helmet and leather from head to toe. <laughs> on the way home, I want you to wear your bread bowl as your helmet. Done. Well, actually, I can't promise that because I will eat that bread bowl. 
I know. I will eat it. Oh my god. Okay, so those stats and just to remind us, the that study was done in 1974, so hitchhiking was a lot more popular. So I'm not sure if just the scarcity of hitchhiking today would skew any of Make those it numbers. More dangerous. Right. I would guess yes because cuz you're paranoid. All all the sane people I know are not hitchhiking or necessarily really picking up hitchhikers unless maybe there are some extenuating circumstances. Mm -hmm. Like once when I was a kid, my mom, who is super against hitchhiking, but my mom, I remember there was like a a young woman standing on like a curb in the rain, Mm -hmm. clearly like panicked. And my mom picked her up and like drove her a little ways. And then the woman asked to be dropped off again on the side of the road somewhere else. Mm And I just remember that really vividly. But, you know, normally my mom would never do that. But it was like a young woman in the rain. So she did. Yeah. Yeah. My parents did something similar. I don't remember being in the car with them, but it was sometime when I was pretty young driving through downtown Minneapolis and it was during a blizzard. And Mm. there was this young Mm. girl standing on the side of like 94 Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she had no coat. I don't think she had any shoes. Wow. And oh so God. they picked her up and like gave her a blank. Like, I think they took her to a shelter or something, but mm-hmm. it's like yeah. she could have easily died. Well, yeah, right. probably yeah. would have. So, okay. yeah. So occasions like that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be compassionate, but like most people I know nowadays are not picking up hitchhikers who are just like sticking their thumb out looking fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a really good hitchhiking story. Uh, okay. When we were driving, I was in middle school and we had like a 1984 Winnebago and we drove Mm -hmm. from Minnesota up to Alaska. Amazing. Yep. Took two weeks. So as a 13 year old in a very cramped (laughs) motorhome with your family. Were you 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 only gone two weeks? It felt like six months. Yeah. (laughs) In In my memory... It was two months, mm-hmm. and you came home, and your hair was like twice as long as it had been. And scraggly. Like that, I was stress that's eating what the whole my time. My memory had done to that. Trip. My hair did get really long. I don't know. Yeah. All that Alaska anyway, sun. While we were driving, <laughs> there was constant sun. So yeah. Um, while we were driving up through Canada, we we picked up this man and his son, and they were like total hippies, and they had just been at this like mushroom foraging camp and they had bags like big garbage bags full Mm. of morels and like all these other amazing mushrooms so we picked them up uh they left us with quite a few really delicious mushrooms so we drove them like for (laughs) half a day or something Mm -hmm. and we had the best dinner ever that night so sometimes it pays off sometimes you get mushrooms out of it yeah okay Okay, that does it for my background and Love it. my hitchhiking stories. So, Kenya, cool. what you got? All right. All right, well, my case will turn you off of hitchhiking forever. Same. Um, yeah. All right, so taking you back to the summer of 1973. Okay. Yes. Prime hitchhiking time. Mm-hmm. Um, Dade County, Florida, so the southeastern tip of Florida is where Miami is. Mm-hmm. Um a 15-year-old runaway named Mary Ellen Jones, and actually in the reporting, there are like a million different aliases mm-hmm. for this person. So I think 
I think that's because she was a minor yeah. at the time. She was 15. So uh, other names I saw were like Sally Dove, Paula, Gail Lee, Gail Ballard, mm-hmm. like whatever, a million names. I'm going with Mary. Mine okay. person's name is Mary, too. Oh, God. It's not the same case. With Paula. It's not the same case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I should again with right. power. <laughs> I'm the Mary. Okay. No, I'm the Mary. <laughs> okay, so 15-year-old runaway um, rushes into a Fort Lauderdale police station seeking help. Mm-hmm. She is frantic, and she tells police this story. Oh, God. On Saturday, July 14th, Mary and her 16-year-old boyfriend, Mark Matson, mm-hmm. had been hitchhiking, also known as hoofing. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Probably leaf peeping along the way. <laughs> I was going to say, the only term worse than leaf peeping <laughs> is hoofing. Is hoofing. It. <laughs> yeah. Ick. Um, so 15-year-old, 16-year-old, they're hitchhiking. A middle-aged man named Eric, or calling himself Eric, stops and offers them a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, you know, they're chatting. He seems normal. He's, like, asking them their plans. They're trying to go on, like, a long hitchhiking trip, uh, I don't know, around the state or around the country. Um, and so he offers to pay them to do some odd jobs or housekeeping around his house. Sure. Sounds so legit. So they can... Right. So they want to save money for their trip, and so they accept. Oh, God. So he drives them to his house, which is nearby, and um, it's a totally normal-looking rambler ranch-style house. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, like, a well-kempt yard, whatever. Um, But as soon as they arrive, his demeanor switches from being, like, friendly and chatty. Oh, my God. To being, like, really frightening. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. He pulls a gun Mm -hmm. on them and forces them inside. And there are some different reports about whether he forces them inside a separate concrete building on his property or if there's a concrete room inside his house. Okay. Jesus. But Either way. One or the other. Not good. Yeah. So, turns out, Eric was actually Albert Brust, um, a 44-year-old loner and violent psychopath, Hooray. according to my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, inside the concrete room, uh, Brust had constructed a soundproofed uh, torture chamber. No. Oh, my God. And as a podcaster trying to improve my sound quality, I've learned that this is much harder to do than it looks. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Kenyon just built a dungeon while she was at it. So true. I'm really trying because I live in a concrete box and it is not easy to soundproof this shit. Okay. It's not. A lot of foam, a lot of towels. (laughs) Towels. Literally. Towels. Uh, so literally the room had a steel door and was insulated by three inch foam rubber. Lord. Okay. Are you jealous? Um, <laughs> I am oh. jealous cause oh, I have been searching up. for foam. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to him. Find out where he got his foam rubber. Yeah. Reach Albert, out. I got a question for you. The ya. first letter we write to someone in prison is asking where they got their <laughs> foam rubber so we can sound for their torture chamber. <laughs> That is like real nice whip. Wait, what? Oh god! I'm sorry. What? Did I let that slip? 
What? Okay. So the room is also decked out with chains, locks, straps, and whips attached to the ceiling and walls. Fifty the shades of gray. Were attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're attached to the walls. So I think, I think we're hanging. Maybe. I, yeah, there must have been like spots in the rubber where he drilled mm-hmm. into the concrete to have like a hook where he could attach these things. Yeah, sure. Um, and perhaps most disgusting of all, it was lit by a psychedelic black light. <gasps> what? Ew. Uh, How many curious stains were mm, down mm, there? Mm. Probably a lot of blood. Lit up and like a goddamn Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a bad, like a Rob Zombie movie. It's seriously. It sounds like a not too inspiring and super cliche horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, inspiring horror had... movie. <laughs> they exist. The Babadook. <laughs> oh One of my faves. Oh my God. I hate horror movies. Zach's trying to get me to see it and I just... I'm going on Wednesday not. and I'm probably going to die. You should wear a diaper because you're going to shit your pants. Oh, girl. You hate clowns. I know. I'm absolutely okay. wearing an overnight menstrual pad. That was already... <laughs> I like when laying out my outfit, I like unfolded an overnight pad. My God. You laid out an outfit to go see a movie next week. Hey, 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 hey. Preparation. We all lead busy lives. To reducing anxiety, you bitch. Very true. Oh my God. Okay, so psychedelic black light and also glow in the dark obscene words were written across the walls. This sounds like my basement when I was 13 without the like torture chamber stuff. But remember my unfinished basement? (laughs) Yep. In Minnetonka, and we would make our Mm -hmm. own like posters, and it had like one carpet swatch on the ground (laughs) that I like burned Mm -hmm. a hole in once. Sounds like Abby's basement too. Yeah. Remember when I tried to sleep over at your house, but I OD'd on Oreos and had to call my mom to have her pick me up? I do remember. (laughs) She ate, like, the entire tray of Oreos. Oreos. (laughs) It was obscene. You get sick from the weirdest shit. She got so sick, she vomited and then, like, Made oh, us call her mom to go pick her up. That's gotta be some nasty vomit, Oreo vomit. It was black. <laughs> it was. Black. It was so bad. It looked bad. like bile. Oh. It was bad. Oh. All right. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Back to this horrific murder. I'm so gagging. I'm gagging. <laughs> oh my god. Daddy's thirsty oh. for Oreos. <laughs> oh my god. I fucking hate you. Okay. I fucking hate you so much. So. <laughs> Brust was a building inspector, so he had construction and building skills. Mm. Uh, so he was able to do all the work himself on this torture chamber uh, to avoid suspicion. So he didn't like have builders in or anything. He just did it all himself. Oh, great. He's a penny pincher. Um, DIY. Yeah. <laughs> DIY. Um, <laughs> what is it? Home Depot, like, <laughs> keep doing or... <laughs> Keep Let's the doing do this. going or something. He Let's has his own this. spot on HGTV <laughs> building your torture chamber. Chip and Joanna. He's like their resource. <laughs> Income property. <laughs> All right. So Dungeon Hunters International. Tor- <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> room with no view. Oh no. <laughs> Comfortably sleeps too. Technically it's a finished basement. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to do like an appraisal of this property. Uh, okay, <laughs> a okay. walkthrough. So <laughs> All right. Once the torture chamber was completed, Bruss began hunting for victims. Ick. And it appears that Mary and Mark were uh his first uh successful pickup. Okay. So So do we know if and how many people he's tried to pick up before we we don't know but it it seems like they were his first that he got back there okay. so maybe it was his first attempt total mm-hmm. but they were the first people that he brought back to this torture chamber okay um so once inside uh brust forced mary and mark to perform sex acts on each other while he photographed them okay <laughs> And then at one point, Mark saw an opportunity to lunge for the gun. Um, but tragically. Gun, 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 gun. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, tragically, Mark wasn't fast enough and Brust shot him three times, uh, killing him almost instantly. Oh, God damn it. no. Oh, Probably didn't Lucy need feels my bad jingle. About singing in there. Chicago lyrics. <laughs> Although I do love that okay. song and I do love that musical. It's like my favorite. It's so good. Second favorite. Okay. So Bruss then drags Mark's body to the bathroom, which I think it sounds like the bathroom is part of this room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so he announces to Mary his plan to pour fresh concrete in the bathroom. So on the floor, the walls, and even like encasing the whole bathtub in concrete. Um, to embed the corpse in it so that it wouldn't be found. Oh my God! He's just filling her okay. in on this plan. Well, he's insane. Yep. He's yeah, Clearly. he's just announcing. Yeah. Um, but first he needed to dismember the body oh. so that it would be in smaller chunks oh that he God. could hide better in the concrete. Which he did in front of Mary. So he just like dismembers and decapitates her dead boyfriend oh before her eyes. Oh my god. Poor baby. She's 15. Oh. Oh god. I thought he was 16. Okay. Mark was 16. The, the, Mary's 15. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then Brust uh, chains Mary to the wall uh, from approximately 4 a.m. on Sunday. So he picks them up Saturday at some point, torches them, and then from 4 a.m. on Sunday through 2 p.m. on Monday... She's chained to the wall, and he's repeatedly raping and torturing her. Shit escalated really fast then. Yeah. If he also killed Mark the same day he picked him up and caught him up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my he God. He was busy. It does busy, take a busy, while busy. to cut up a body, as we it learned does. with Mandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was motivated. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. When you're motivated, you can cut a chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, I am wildly speculating here, but got to imagine uh, that at this point, Mary didn't really feel much hope of ever getting out of there alive, right? Right. But on Monday, July 16th, in the afternoon, uh, Brust unchains Mary and thrusts her onto the floor of his white slash maybe powder blue 
creeper van. <laughs> Likely powder blue. Yeah. Yeah. I did read one report that said powder blue, but all the rest said white. Mm. So I'm going with um, the one. Yeah, powder blue for sure. Um, it's like the dress. <laughs> <laughs> drives them north to Fort Lauderdale and lets her out near the beach what? saying, quote, yeah, he lets her out saying, I've taken a life. Now I'm giving you your life. <gasps> this seriously sounds like a bad movie. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he also threatens to kill her family if she tells anyone or contacts the police. Uh, but remember, course. Mary's a Mary's a runaway. She's not from Florida. Mm-hmm. So that threat probably wasn't all well that thought out right. to her. <laughs> yeah. Right. But still, fearing for her life, she's like, okay, okay, I promise. And he drives off. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, this guy's yep. unhinged. Where'd she go? Mm-hmm. So she goes straight to the nearest police station. Yes, girl. Way to go. Good mm-hmm. go, girl. girl. Mm-hmm. You might think, okay, amazing. End of the story. You know, she tells police she had a sense of where he lived because she was, you know, she was conscious and, and, you know, perfectly fine when they were driving to his house. Um, and she knows exactly what he looks like. So the police should be able to like figure out who he is and go arrest him. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, you're forgetting one thing and that is fucking patriarchy. No, no. Yeah. No. So, remember, Mary is a 15-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. and she's also a runaway and sort of a hippie, like, troublemaker, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote. Did they just not believe her? Yep. She tells her whole story to police, and they don't believe a word. Oh, my God. She's been tortured, so I'm sure she has signs of torture and sexual assault. But I don't think they did an examination and um, or like a rape kit or anything. Uh, They call her mother in Kentucky and her mother tells them, quote, she's a pathological liar who is continually making up bizarre stories. Oh, my God. I hate these people so much. No wonder she fucking ran away. Right. Yeah. Her mom sounds like a fucking treat. God damn um, it. Also, as we were just saying, this entire experience sounds like a bad horror movie. So that's mm-hmm. not really, <laughs> it's not really benefiting her either. No. Yeah. Oh my yep. God. So after hearing this, the police are just like, okay, well, yeah, we don't believe you. And they just turn her away. And as far as I can tell, she got no assistance from them for the rape. You know, no rape kit, no medical attention, nothing. So um, fucked. She's, she knows that her 16-year-old boyfriend is dead yep. and chopped up in some dude's bathroom. Yeah, probably and the police aren't encased doing... in concrete by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Police aren't doing dick about it. And she's just flown home to Kentucky. And that's oh my god! That? And they send her back. Well, of course, because she's a minor. They send her back. Oh, poor baby. Yep. There's, there's, there's more though. Okay. So, five days later, the police get a phone call from someone concerned about their neighbor. 
The caller had been hanging clothes on a clothesline in their backyard, and they noticed their neighbor sitting motionless in a lawn chair in his backyard for two days straight. <gasps> oh, God. Including, oh, my God. Is this that creepy <laughs> motherfucker? Oh, my God. <laughs> including through a thunderstorm. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Just sitting in his lawn chair in, the, in his backyard. What the f- I mean, it's Florida. Okay. I'm assuming still. he's dead. <laughs> so... The police go to the address to do a welfare check. I love that in it the took the neighbors two days and a thunderstorm. Yeah. God. <laughs> After hour six, I'd be like, uh, buddy, Jeez. how are we doing over here? Hey, I think they just, I think like the first time around, you know, you're in your yard and somebody else is in their yard and okay, no, no big deal. And then you go back to your yard the following day and there was a thunderstorm that night, uh, I guess. Yeah. And he's still there and he's still there. And then you're like, oh, that's fucking weird. This is literally um, a horror movie. I, I don't right. believe this story. I think this is just from a movie. <laughs> there probably has been a movie about <laughs> it. I mean, I'd fucking make that movie sitting in a lawn chair for two days. Was he dead? Yep. He was dead. <gasps> of course he, he was had dead. Appar- apparently committed suicide by drinking a concoction of cyanide and chocolate milk. Mm, Ovaltine. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking freak. <laughs> so, yep. So, police search his home. Uh, because now they care. Yeah, sure. You know, because a, a white guy is dead. Yeah, yeah. So they search his home and they discover the torture chamber that Mary had described five days earlier. In detail. Yeah. And they decided to dig up all the concrete in the bathroom and they found Mark Matson's dismembered remains. So she had gone to the police <sighs> five days prior to them finding this. He'd been sitting mm-hmm. in his chair for two days. So that says yeah. So means, they could have caught him. Yeah, in that if they had just fucking listened or at least looked into it, you don't have to believe yeah. her, but you do have to send someone to look into the situation. Yep, absolutely. And they could have caught yeah. him and and fucking apprehended him and actually brought him to justice. And instead, he gets to fucking peace out like a goddamn coward and not yeah, with face what milk. he did by yeah relaxing in his lawn chair and having a deadly glass of yoo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> I it hate sucks. this fucking guy. I hate him. It fucking sucks. And I fucking hate yep. those police. Yeah. Yeah. They shit the bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. fucked up royally. <laughs> so police uh, in the search also uncover Brust's extensive porn collection. Heck. And a diary in which he wrote extensively about fantasies of abducting a woman, holding her captive, and turning her into a, quote, sex slave. Uh, in his last diary entry, he expressed feelings of, quote, disappointment that uh, the experience with Mary and Mark hadn't been as, quote, gratifying as he'd imagined. So he didn't oh, come. my God. Ick. He had blue balls. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Yeah, good. Just you wasn't... fucking deserve it, you fucking psycho freak. Yeah, that's so the, this disillusionment prompted his suicide it wasn't as good as he hoped it would be <laughs> i didn't what's with nut people, hard enough i'm gonna kill myself what's with people documenting their crimes like in a diary their diary they're fucking insane 
So this I guess is like what in, they live for is these fantasies yeah. and they get off on writing about them. And I mean, we have a podcast yeah. over and over. So yeah. <laughs> that's very not true. like we are completely innocent <laughs> in this situation. Oh my God. I mean, right. I get it. So, <laughs> so we all had MySpace. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, we did. <laughs> Live so journal. his last diary entry was, quote, I see no good reason for going on. What would come next? The whole business is not worth it. Life is, no, is not worth the trouble after all. Yeah, well, you fuck can you. just fuck off then. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that is Albert Brust. Um, I imagine Mary... I'm hoping that she went on to lead a good life and was able to somehow recover from this trauma, but I don't know anything more about her. Doesn't sound like she was getting the emotional support that was required after seeing being abducted and seeing her boyfriend killed and dismembered. I hope that that changed. I'm hoping she got a good, I told you so in. Oh God. She deserves at least that much. Yep. Right. Fuck her. That's crazy. Good there job. Go. Good yeah. one. Thanks. That was intense. Yeah. Mine is also pretty intense. Here we go. This mm. is the story of Lawrence Bernard Singleton, a.k.a. Ooh. Larry. Oh. Yup. Larry Fucking Bernard Larry Singleton. Larry Bernard Singleton. Can't get much worse. Singleton. Singleton. <laughs> it's no wonder why he's single. Am I right? Ten. <laughs> Actually, there's pictures of him on the blog, and he is not cute. (laughs) Um, On September 29th, 1978, a Friday, and happens to be one day before my birthday in the future, that motherfucker, Larry picked up 15-year-old Mary Vincent in Berkeley, California. (gasps) Oh, this case. Yep. Yup. Oh my god. Yup. Oh my god. It's I don't crack. know about okay. it yet. Well, you're about to. You're gonna die. While she was making her way from Las Vegas to Southern California, Mary's mother, Lucy. Hey, that's me. Not a pet for once. <laughs> was a casino dealer, and her father, Herb, was a gambling ma- uh, machine repairman. They lived in or mm. around Las Vegas. Mm. Mary was attempting to escape her somewhat strict parents and was a bit of a rebel. She liked uh, she liked to cut class. She liked to wear makeup, run away from home, like the total basic 15 year old teenage girl kind of shit. She wasn't bad. She was just a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And she'd run away from home a couple times before. She spent some time living in a car with her older boyfriend, but when she was a, when he was accused of sexually assaulting a high school girl, she left him. Ugh, he sounds like a great dude. Yeah, no. She left him because she's smart, and she took mm-hmm. to the road again. She decided to make the 400-mile trek, uh, trek south to Corona, California, where her grandfather lived, and it was on this trip that she met Larry Singleton. Larry was mm-hmm. unassuming. He was a balding middle-aged man with a beer gut, wearing a blue jumpsuit, kind of like a mechanic's uniform. Mm-hmm. And, and a ridiculous nose. It, his, his nose looks like a cartoon his nose. His nose is insane. It's <laughs> so big. It's like, I can't draw anything, and that is how I would draw a yeah. nose. Yeah. 
the straight on like cauliflower nose with the long stalk yeah. and then like three bumps. Like how a five year old yep. draw a nose, that's uh-huh. this man's nose. Yep. A five year old or thirty year old me. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Larry made his living as a merchant seaman. Mm. <laughs> he worked on large ships and it's reported that he was a heavy drinker with a nasty temper when he was drunk, but that he was quiet and mild tempered when he was sober. He was twice okay. divorced and had one daughter, but their relationship was strained. When he picked up Mary, he promised to drop her in Los Angeles, thinking that uh, she had scored a ride. She settled into the passenger seat, lights a cigarette, mm. um, and the smoke makes her cough. Suddenly, she felt mm-hmm. Larry's hand on the back of her neck. Oh, he pulled her no. toward him and said, quote, let's see if you're sick. <gasps> what? Like to get a blowjob? I guess. Yeah. Thermometer. She, yeah. Ugh. She jerked herself away. Oh, oh, God. That took me. I didn't get that. So oh gross. My, oh, oh, I got so it. Take your gross. temperature. Yeah, he's disgusting. She jerked herself away and sat as far as she could from him. He told her that he needed to stop at his house to pick up some laundry, and she agreed. Yeah, no. Nope. She even helped him nope. load bags of clothes into the car. Dude. Not bright. Oh, no. Not a bright moment oh, in no. Mary's day. No. Oh, no. Um, they always have to stop somewhere. Yeah. Oh, red flag. When they got back on the road, she fell asleep. Another bad idea. No. Mm-hmm. Mary... Come on. I mean, I know I'm not I'm not victim blaming. She's only 15. She She doesn't know any better. But girl, you got to be you (sighs) got to be constantly vigilant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, She woke up to find them heading in the wrong direction back toward Nevada, which is where they came Mm -hmm. from. She didn't want to go there. She grabbed there was like a stick or like a a dowel or something on the floor of the car. And she grabbed it and threatened Mm -hmm. him saying, turn around now and I can take care of myself. You know, just like Mm -hmm. typical teenage threats. Surprisingly, though, he obliged. He turned the car around and assured her that this was an honest mistake. He was an honest man who screwed Mm -hmm. up. He took a wrong turn. We're going to get back, you know, to where you want to go. I took a wrong turn 180 degrees. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But a few miles down the road, Larry says he needs to go to the bathroom. Again, mm-hmm. needs to stop. He pulls off on a deserted road down a canyon, and they both mm. step out of the car to do their business. As Mary bent down to tie her shoes, Larry struck her across mm-hmm. the back and again mm-hmm. on the back of the head with an unknown object, likely a log or a stick or something that was lying around. Oh, my God. He then pushed her back inside of the car and advised her not to scream or he'd kill her. He tied her up. So she's still conscious. She's conscious, but but she was was like temporarily knocked out. But she is conscious for the majority of this. Um, He tied her up and he raped her in the car. Jesus. When the assault ended, he drove a few more miles down the canyon road, and then he stopped again. He loosened her ties, promised to set her free um, if she would just, like, obey him, which she said she would do. He forced liquor mm-hmm. down her throat and then raped her a second time. Jesus Christ. Mm. At this point, Mary briefly lost consciousness because the human brain is just trying to protect you, and yeah. he had, like force fed her 
half a bottle of booze, so right. poor thing. I have to take a nap if I have even a mildly stressful yeah. day. My body shuts yeah. down and I nap. Exactly. <laughs> you got to do it. This poor girl. <laughs> when she came to, Larry was standing over her with an axe. Oh, my God. Oh, just no. just gets worse yep. every time she wakes up. Oh, you just wait. Oh, my God. Oh, he rem- I know where this is going. He removed both of her arms <gasps> from her body. Oh, fuck. Removed is quite a euphemism. Yeah, he chopped off her arms. Oh, my God. Right at like the elbow. Mm-hmm. Yep. When was this? It's 1978. Oh, my God. Oh, there's more. Mm. He then mm. shoved her bleeding and armless down a steep embankment. And then followed her down there, like pushed her down this embankment, followed her down like after her. Like she rolled yep. down. Shoved her into a concrete pipe that was laying in the canyon. Ah. Uh. Like one of those big, like water yeah. runoff pipes. And then drove mm. away, left her there to die. Okay. And he didn't he didn't he chop off her arms or cut this out if you're going to get to it. But didn't he chop off her arms because he didn't want her fingerprints to like identify her. I didn't or see anything about that, but how far up? Because okay. otherwise, like, it's possible, but no. Well, he cut off her fucking arm, mm-hmm. so it wasn't just the fingerprints. I guess. Yeah. He, I mean, yeah, I don't know. This he he chopped off crazy. her entire, like at the shoulder. No, like at, at the, the elbow. elbow. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. Like her forearms. Oh my god! Ugh. But this feisty fifteen-year-old didn't die. <gasps> She wiggled out of the pipe and mm. walked slash crawled naked. She was completely naked, holding mm-hmm. up her bleeding. holding up her like arm stumps above her head to slow the bleeding. She walked like that for over three miles. Holy shit. Yep. And was she crawled up the embankment yeah, like, that. like that. Fucking armless. Mm-hmm. Oh. For three miles. And discovered a she was discovered by a couple who had like made a wrong turn, like missed their exit and were oh, pulled they? off near that scene. No, they did. These people are legit. <laughs> pulled off near the scene of everyone, everyone. <laughs> to like take a look at their map. Did they? And see where they had missed their exit and tried to get back on the road and they were pulled over when she came up to them. Stumbled up to mm-hmm. them bleeding and naked. Yeah. Did they have so, to stop for laundry? <laughs> no. And they basically like brought her to the hospital and, you know, got her the medical treatment that she needed and she survived. And she's made an astounding recovery. There's like a little quip about how she can shoot pool with her prosthetic arms. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But it was obviously a slow and extremely painful recovery. Um, yeah, the tr- and I mean, her stumps were probably like mad infected. Well, She's crawling up yeah. dirt. Not even that, though. Not physically, but there was a lot going on with the trial. So the trial oh, and sentencing okay. of Larry Singleton was completely sensationalized in the media, and I kind of understand why, and I kind of agree with it. Um, five months after the attack, Mary had to face him in court where he was charged with rape, sodomy, oral copulation, kidnapping, mm-hmm. mayhem, and attempted murder. Mayhem? She, mm. So she, so he gave her his real name or she knew his license plate or something? Uh, I'm not sure what 
was involved in that investigation. I think he mm-hmm. gave her his real name. I don't mm-hmm. know how much okay. else she knew or how they ended up finding him, but they found him within, you know, a handful of weeks. And right. now he's in jail. But she right. had to listen to his recorded victim blaming bullshit statement to police where he called her a quote hard bitten runaway who smoked reefers. Reefers. Oh my god. Yeah, you fucking idiot. And threatened to I know. <laughs> and threatened to maim him and accuse uh, and accuse him of rape if he refused to drive her to Los Angeles. So that's his story. That's ironic because he raped and maimed her. Yeah. So she has no fucking arms. Right. Clearly, like that's all yeah. the evidence you need. Right. He also yeah. said she had sex with two other scruffy hitchhikers, said they had probably attacked her, and that she um, had offered to have sex with him too while he was driving her. So he's trying to make her look oh, like. Oh, is that why you chopped off her right. arms and he threw was her trying down to make it look like her in a pipe? He was saying that t- these two other like gross hitchhikers were the ones who had to have done that, and that she like had sex mm-hmm. with them too, and blah blah blah. Whatever, whatever, well, douchebag. She oh bravely took the stand and testified against him, and thank God he was found guilty. But sentenced to only 14 years in prison, which was the maximum for what? for such crimes in California at the time. She Attempted wasn't dead. Did murder? Oh. Mm-hmm. May but this, what? Oh yeah, for 14 all of years those charges? for all of those charges. Oh. I fucking patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Do, do they oh just take um like the the most maximum sentence? They don't like pile those on. I, they, can. they can. I mean, I think it depends on the state, yeah. but yeah, you can you can be serving concurrently mm-hmm. or serving Consecutive, consecutively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they don't just so, take I mean, the I crime with the most. Typically, no. Hmm. But okay. No, I mean, I think that's all part of like if you're gonna strike a deal for a guilty plea, right. you can exactly. Your deal can be that you want to serve all your time concurrently mm-hmm. instead of consecutively. But I think it probably depends on the state and, and what the specific charges okay. are, you know. But this case became even more notorious when Singleton was paroled after serving only eight <gasps> years of his sentence. No. Yep. That fucker yep. better be dead. I hate everyone. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, I hate everything. Most of the citizens in the surrounding area of California agree with you, and we'll get there too. Mary did mm-hmm. win a two point five six million dollar civil suit against him, but she never received it because Larry was unemployed in poor health and had only yeah. two hundred dollars in savings. So <laughs> well, she I didn't do even feel get him that. On that. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't rape, torture, and cut off anybody's <laughs> arms. And also, like no. then you should have to pay her forever like you should be put in some sort of work program where you have to pay her a little i I don't know but like the 35 cents that you make from like stamping license plates in the yard should be going to mary you get to have nothing then um Mm -hmm. he was paroled in i can't contra costa county um but no town would accept him so like there was outrage. People were protesting. Um, Eight years. Yes, yeah, they were like standing outside of the prison, and like the they basically tried to find different towns all near the prison where he could like legally finish out his parole because you can't be 
X amount of miles away from, you know, like wherever you were sentenced or blah, blah, blah. I don't really know exactly what goes into that. But like you can't leave the state. Typically there's like a county that you're supposed to stay in or whatever. But none of these towns would let him come there. Any time that they would get wind Mm. that like, okay, well, this town didn't work. We're going to try this town. People would just like get together in mass and protest him Mm. coming there, which I think is amazing. Yeah. It's like that exorcist dude in Romania. Mm -hmm. He had to become a hermit in the hills because no one would take him. This motherfucker had to finish out his parole in a trailer on the grounds of San Quentin. So too bad, so sad, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, but like people came from all over. There were mobs and protests and biker gangs, like the Guardian Angels biker gang. All these chapters from Mm -hmm. all over California came down. Um, And when they did move him, he had to be moved in a bulletproof vest. Because the locals were so mm. outraged that they thought they'd kill him. Oh my which god! Which I can't yeah. blame him. And Mary's and only like twenty three or twenty four when he if got that. out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he got out, That's yeah, crazy. she's still in her early twenties. Um, that is terrifying. He got four years for each arm. Yep, exactly. God damn it! Four years for each rape. Ugh. Like this guy's a Not fucking even. monster. Not even. Not even. You probably raped her a million times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Uh, uh, fortunately, though, this outrage did um, result in new legislation in California that prevents early release for criminals who have inflicted torture. It's called the Singleton Bill, and it passed in 1998, mm-hmm. and it gave these types of crimes a minimum 25-year sentence, but it's mostly like 25 to life. So for, okay, you know, Thank God. that That's kind of good. like torture and blah, blah, blah. But because these are the people that we need to keep off the streets. And these are also the people that are not likely to be rehabilitated. He's clearly a fucking psychopath. Can we get like young black men for petty like marijuana crimes out of prison and make room for these motherfuckers that need to be put away for the fucking rest of their days? Please. That'd be super great. Come on. Super great. Oh, my God. Anyway, there's a little more. Um, And this is cry do her arms grow back oh honey no <laughs> no oh, honey. but she, there are photos of her on the blog she's like so adorable and has such a mm-hmm. like happy smile and just so strong and amazing i'm completely in awe of this of this young such a young person when this happened to be brave enough to mm-hmm move on with your life and also testify. And she actually ended up testifying against Mm -hmm. him twice because after Singleton Mm -hmm. completed his parole, he moved from California back to his home state of Florida. And in the spring of 1997, Mm -hmm. his neighbor called police after hearing some strange and creepy shit coming from his apartment. When police arrived, Singleton answered the door naked, covered in blood, used condom (gasps) still hanging from his dingle. What? Why did he answer the door? Because he's fucking crazy and he never should have been released from prison. Oh my God. Okay, so what's the blood? He had murdered a woman named Roxanne Hayes. She was a sex worker who he had paid to come back to his apartment. She was also oh. the loving girlfriend of Clifton Tyson and a mother of three beautiful children. Oh, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Oh, he's such a monster. He's a fucking monster. It. But because it's Florida. So did he go to prison This again? time he was sentenced to death because Florida doesn't fuck around. 
And, you know, while I don't condone the death penalty, at least someone did something about it. Um, mm. Mary had actually come to testify again at this at this trial, at, at Singleton's oh. trial for the murder of Roxanne Hayes. And she basically just yeah. testified to his character and was like, listen, he did this to me. He did this to her. He's not going to stop. Like, you, we can't go down this road again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But before he even met the electric chair, he died of cancer in prison in 2001. Was it fucking nose cancer? Probably. I was he died dick of cancer. extreme nose cancer in 2001. So, yeah. Dear God. So both of our cases involve the authorities or just law, mm-hmm. I guess, Fucking not listening up. to young women, mm-hmm. young victimized women, mm-hmm. and therefore making endangering Terrible us mistakes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, lovely. Yep. God damn it. I also just want to add that My Favorite Murder did an amazing episode on this case, on Mary Vincent. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite episode that they've mm-hmm. done. Um, so definitely go check that out. We'll do. I'm gonna. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, the case, this case like never, ever gets old cause it's so fucking bonkers. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, there you go. Do not hitchhike. Nope. And on to special thanks. To Let's the do it. Isn't that dangerous most of the time? That's okay. Nope. I nope. soups like nope. my arms. So. <laughs> I didn't spend all this money on tattoos to have my arms cut off by a rapist. So <laughs> I'm a take I don't know Uber. how I would enjoy case stew in the bathtub mm-hmm. without my arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's true. All Not right. Great. Okay. So special thanks this week. Uh, we have, I think all ladies, Ooh. I'm not totally sure, but I think all ladies this week. And also, all uh, above the level where they will be receiving a free fucking patriarchy wine Hell glass. Yeah. Holy damn. In the mail. Yeah. Woohoo. What? That's uh, awesome. That's so, so awesome. It's so awesome. Okay, so Maddie Johnson. Woo. Thank you, Maddie. Sarah Sarah Robbins. Woo. Thank you, Robin. I mean Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Robbins. Um Winter Amora. Ooh. And Winter has been going through a really, really difficult time with um, some health stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into it, but we love you and just wanted to say thank you so much for being generous and caring while you're going through Mm -hmm. such a hard time. That's extra amazing. So thank you. you. Um, Casey Kolb. Casey. Flavia Perez. Flavia. Mm. Flavia. And Flavia sent a name pronunciation, so Hello? I think I got it it's right. Not I think Flavia. I nailed it. No, it's Flavia. <laughs> I love um, that name. Shauna Nicole Rains. Shauna. And Shauna is fighting cancer. So you fucking oh, go, girl. Get Kick it, cancer girl. Ass. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Badass. Um, Megan Crawford. Thank you, Megan. Woo. And Christina Hill. Thank you. Chris- the Hills so have eyes. Megan and <laughs> Megan and Christina uh, <laughs> are donating $25 a month, so they will have an opportunity to pick a future uh, episode topic yes. and or case and or wine. Yes. So um, email us your ideas if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. 
and we'll shout you out if it's your episode topic. And also, yeah, just remember that we're starting to pair a lot of uh, Wink Wines, mm-hmm. W-I-N-C, Wink Wine Club. So go to trywink.com forward slash gals, get signed up, get 20 bucks off your first order, and actually start drinking along mm-hmm. with us, which is super fun. Yay! Yay! Then you can actually understand all these jammy tasting notes mm. that Amanda mm-hmm. talks about. Girl, it's so good. And you'll be oh, on our oh, level girl. by the time we get to special thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, if you're brave. Um so yeah, there's a there's a link right on our homepage. Uh there's like the wink logo and if you click on that, that'll take you right to uh using our promo code through wink and the wines are delicious and it's basically the same price if not cheaper than wines in your local liquor mm-hmm. store and they'll come right to your yeah. house. It's better so. wine for a better price and you don't have to leave your home. I mean, it's come so, on, yeah. sign me up. And and 20 bucks off. So that's basically like a bottle and a half of free mm-hmm. wine. So we got, we get, we've said this before, but we get the most lovely emails from some of our listeners to just, you know, tell mm-hmm. us what they're going through. And we appreciate it so much. We love hearing from you guys. So keep it coming. But we got a really nice one from a listener named Jen. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to read it out loud because. I think a lot of listeners sort of feel this way. So I I thought we'd share. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jen says, I want to thank you for giving people a space to feel understood and validated between the podcast and the group. uh, That would be probably the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Wine and wine and crime. Happy hour is the closed Facebook group. So definitely join that. Um, We also have a page, but a lot of the action is going Mm -hmm. on in the closed. It's fun. So check that out. Super fun. Uh, So between the podcast and the group, I feel much more balanced. After explaining to a cis straight white man yesterday that white privilege is real and having him respond with comments like, good luck on that crusade and people like you Mm -hmm. and the victim mentality is the problem. I feel hollow inside. Oh my God. And we can Mm -hmm. all relate to that feeling. Big time. I Mm -hmm. turned on my podcast Mm -hmm. app and had forgotten I was in the middle of patriarchal bullshit by two minutes in. And then I heard Mm -hmm. you talking about workplace crimes and the real statistics, and I felt more sane. I'm not making systemic racism up. His denial doesn't make it untrue, and his dismissive Mm -hmm. attitude doesn't diminish me. It diminishes him. Yes, queen. Yeah, girl. So thank you for your Mm -hmm. note, Jen. We relate one billion percent i know a Mm -hmm. lot of our Mm -hmm. listeners do and just thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. that was even some of the cis straight white men listeners who get it who are like yeah i do have privilege and i'm i'm working Mm -hmm. on it our listeners are amazing yeah they really are so thank you for your note jen um keep fighting the good fight girl it's a long one Mm -hmm. we're We're all gonna be doing it mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives but yep. it's totally worth it, and you're amazing, and thank you for sending us that note. Yeah. Yep. We love you all. all right. Thank you thank so much. You. See y'all next week. Mwah. Bye. And don't hitchhike. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Maybe don't hitchhike. Bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. 
More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! If you enjoy listening to Wine and Crime, you'd probably enjoy listening to Slaughter. We'll bring the crime. You're going to have to bring your own wine. Slaughter is a true crime podcast covering obscure, well, unknown, not very well-known cases from the UK and Ireland. We have a binge-worthy back catalogue with cases covering murderers to con artists, including villainous individuals such as the Grinder Killer, Jimmy Savile, everyone's favourite uncle, and the Scissor Sisters. Who had no scissors. There weren't scissors involved. (laughs) So join us, Lucy and Emma, as we bring you some gripping tales, just the right amount of banter, not necessarily in this promo, and you might even learn something along the way. So just type in S apostrophe laughter into Apple Podcasts, Acast, or anywhere where you listen to podcasts, and you can find us. And if you don't like it, you've lost nothing. Okay, bye.